Good afternoon, everyone. So glad you are able to join me wherever you are, whenever it is. Uh, let's have some fun. I want to talk about something that's um, become a passion for me, not an obsession, but just a passion. I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I want to talk about DIYing. Uh, um, how many DIYers are there out there? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. I'm a DIYer. Yes. And I love it. Uh, I'm a novice do-it-yourselfer, um, especially around the house, not too much outside because bugs and everything. I don't garden. I don't consider gardening DIYing. Okay. That's just me personally. Uh, but since I'm single, DIYing pretty much comes with the territory. Uh, but again, I happen to really like it. Not a whole lot, because honestly, there's a lot of work involved in DIYing stuff, okay? Um, let's see. What do I DIY? Let's see. I haul and move my own furniture. Uh, for instance, I wanted a rock garden instead of grass because, you know, bugs. And so I actually uh, deconstructed a family member's um, rock garden, uh, pulled up all the rocks out of her back backyard, put them in buckets, um, loaded them into my car, and drove them to my house. And I don't mean the neighborhood next door or you know, five miles down the street. This is like 30 miles. And I did it over a weekend, so I went several days. So I haul and move my own things. Uh, furniture, yes, up and down stairs. A gigantic bookcase uh, from a neighbor's house into mine. Dressers, yard sales, you know, because when it's a yard sale or garage sale, you're kind of on your own. They don't do that kind of, if you pay me $30, it's extra for delivery. No, mm -mm. you got to come prepared to take it when you pay for it. I've fixed toilets, nothing extravagant. I've shoveled snow, cut grass, rake rocks, lay vinyl flooring. Mm, that kind of turned out kind of janky, but I did it. Okay, I did it. And yes, I cook, clean, and take out the trash. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't do it all, but that hasn't really stopped me from trying my hand at most things, at least once. And here are a couple of reasons why I enjoy DIYing. Number one, I don't have to ask anyone for help. And for me, that's really a big deal. And um, we'll talk about that later. I can some, it can sometimes be more cost effective. You know, when you uh, want to have a rock garden, sure, you can hire a landscaper. They'll come out, you pick the rock or whatever, and they'll lay all the groundwork, take up all the grass and stuff like that. But to me, that costs like a fortune. And actually doing it myself was kind of fun. Um, it wasn't professionally, it, and it doesn't. It doesn't look professionally done. You could tell I did it myself. But I enjoyed the action of getting it done. And that brings me to my third reason why I like to DIY. I get to be proud of my accomplishment. You know, even if my vinyl flooring looks a little janky, um, I did it. And I'm kind of proud of the fact that I was courageous enough to at least try it. Now, even though these reasons may not resonate with you, I bet you could come up with your own reasons. And though 
these reasons work pretty well when I'm trying to get a job done around the house or even outside. This process does not transfer well when I try to DIY my life. Now let's take a closer look at why, it, at closer look at my reasons at why I like to DIY in the first place and see how that may not really fit when I try and do it with my life. Number one, my first reason of why I liked to DIY in the first place, uh, furniture and outside activities, was independence. Uh, my independent mindset isn't so much focused on being able to do things on my own, but rather a result of being too proud and sometimes ashamed of what I'm going through to ask anyone for help for fear of feeling somehow inadequate. I should, my mind, I say to myself, Tanya, you should be able to handle this on your own. You're an adult woman, pretty educated, smart, okay? Figure it out, okay? Or sometimes it can be a matter of not wanting to burden or inconvenience others. And, that, and that's a, I just want to stop here and say that's a big deal uh, with single people. Single people usually know and I'm previously married. So I know a lot of married couples and you know, they have extra hands. So you're a little ambivalent about asking married people to come help you. They're a married couple. They got their own stuff, their own deals. The same thing when um, there's even single people with a lot of kids. It's like, look, you got a lot of kids. You got your own drama. I just need this move from the top floor to the second floor, okay? And you just get a little hesitant about asking others because you don't want to, you, you don't want the ask to be perceived as a burden. And you really, really don't want to convenience anyone else. Um, now, the problem with that is uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that doesn't sound like it applies, but when I read it and, and I was thinking over how I uh, apply DIY, in this passage, Jesus is saying, he will help carry the load. And when he does, our burdens become lighter. This doesn't come in handy when moving a sofa, mind you, but it's crucial when trying to carry the burdens of this life, like health issues, ours, or even a loved one's, unemployment, managing a full household, 24-7, online, everything, even something like loneliness and depression. Whatever issues we are dealing with, Jesus is there to help carry the load. Now, as an example, I want to give you um, a funny story. Uh, my aunt told me. She said she was outside. It's in the winter time, and she's trying to clear the ice off her walkway. She's a single woman like me, so you kind of do your own thing, okay? A guy across the street says, "Hey, ma'am, can I help you with that?" Now she she decided to be honest and say. The older 
would have said, oh no, thank you. I got it. Thank you so much. That's me. No, no, no. I got this. I got, mm -mm. I, I, thank you. I appreciate you offering, but I got it. But she said this time she thought about it. And she responded, yes, please. Thank you very much. He walked over and he said, I heard you and saw you over there struggling to get your walkway clean. She responded and said, thank you so much for helping. Can I, can I give you something? <laughs> Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with offering to pay someone for their kindness. That's how we're probably all brought up. But kindness, sincere, genuine kindness is paid for already and you don't need the money. Now, there's nothing wrong with offering it and there's nothing wrong with receiving it. He said, oh, no, thank you. I'm good. And she responded, thank you and God bless you. And I think that's how it's supposed to work because you see in that situation he saw her and perceived she needed help instead of running over and doing it for her he asked would you like me to help with you help you with that she responded yes please thank you now because she's brought up in this society she said can i give you something for that and he responded with sincerity, no, thank you. And that's, that's God helping us. He saw her need, put it into the heart of the person that he put outside at the same time to see it. And that young man was the hands and feet of Christ who took on her load. So she wouldn't have to carry that load, meaning uh, 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 shovel the snow or scrape the ice on her own. There's nothing wrong with her doing it on her own. But God is there to provide help for us. All we need to do is receive it. Here's something I absolutely love when I'm DIYing a project. Pro tips. There's always a tip from a professional that helps guide me. And I decided to put in some of my own. Okay, here's pro tip number one. Pride nor shame are tools that Jesus uses to help you carry the load. Christ uses other people. Whether Christian or not, God can and will use whoever he wants to help you. So let them. Okay, here's the second reason I like DIYing. It can sometimes be cost-effective. And we all love cost-effectiveness. Something on sale is better than something full price, okay? And I know you've heard the saying, you get what you pay for. And while a lot of DIY projects can be cost-effective, I wonder if they're always beneficial. Some of the benefits of having help is that the job is usually done faster and with less effort vis-a-vis -vis the previous example. 
Jesus already knows about our circumstances, but he's waiting for us to invite him to help so that we can benefit from his expertise and strength. When we try to handle life's ups and downs alone, it may seem more effective in the, in the beginning, but most often I've found personally that it costs more in the end and in ways that have not always be, been initially calculated, such as the cost can be emotionally overwhelming, psychologically crippling, generationally traumatic. Just something to think about. First Samuel 15, seven says, the prophet Samuel says to King Saul, although you once considered yourself unimportant, haven't you become the leader of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel and then sent you on a mission and said, go and completely destroy the sinful Amalekites. Fight against them until you have annihilated them. So why didn't you obey the Lord? Why did you rush and plunder and do what was evil in the Lord's sight? And see, this verse explains this. Saul was and had been appointed by God to rule over Israel as king. Traditionally, his son would have inherited the throne after his death and so on and so on. It would go generation after generation after generation. But Saul made a DIY decision on the instructions he was given by God through Samuel. And when it backfired, God not only stripped the throne from him, but also the inheritance of the kingdom from his lineage. Generationally traumatic. Pro tip number two, count the cost and budget accordingly. Take into consideration that God guides us in the direction that is the most productive with the least amount of damage for the best end result, aka Romans 8.28. All things work together for the good of those who love God and according to his purposes. Keep that in mind. Okay. Last DIY. The reason, one of the biggest reasons, I guess, all three are pretty equal, actually. But the last one was being proud of my achievement. That's a really big boost to me. Home Depot is like my second home, okay? You go to Home Depot and it's, the ideas just start popping into your head of all the things you could be doing and getting done. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with being proud of a DIY project done well, whether it's painting a room or honestly doing your taxes on time, getting to the grocery store, you know, the things you desire to do. There's nothing wrong in being proud of your accomplishments. But for me, the point finally became ascertaining whether I was acknowledging Christ in the achievement or was the glory only for myself. First Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Notice this verse says, whatever we do. Meaning whatever we set our minds and our hands on, we are not to try and accomplish it with the intention 
to get the glory for ourselves. Although that may be a welcome result. It should not be the intention to get the glory for myself or my family or even my church. And as well, that could be a result. But the intention of my heart should be for the glory of God. Jeremiah 29, 11, most famous verse in the Bible other than Jesus wept, says, for I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. What I find most interesting about this verse is that God is already telling us that he has already formulated a plan for each of us. Now, he isn't always very clear about the details, but he does tell us that it's a good plan. Pro tip number three. When you're not sure exactly what you're doing, which is the case with most DIY projects, but even if you think you're sure, check the instructions first. But if you've ever bought anything from someplace like Ikea, you know that the instructions and following those instructions is easier said than done, right? Sometimes the instructions come in several different languages or they may just be too confusing to follow to begin with. Here's something I've learned in all my DIY experience, which it really isn't that long. When you don't understand how to do something, go to YouTube. <laughs> yes, YouTube. It's like heaven for DIYers, right? YouTube has been my rescuer more times than I can count. I'm sure you're aware that YouTube has literally hundreds of people who have through trial and error, mastered whatever it is we're trying to accomplish. And they were kind enough to document by video their experience so we don't have to do it alone or have to do it tr by trial and error. YouTube allows us to benefit from their experience without going through the pain. And guess what? Jesus did the same thing. Hebrews 4.15 says, but we do not have a high priest, that's Jesus, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Now, the voice version, that's a, a version, a, a transcribed version of the Bible called the voice says that verse like this. For Jesus is not some high priest who has no sympathy for our weaknesses and flaws. He has already been tested in every way that we have been tested, but emerged victorious without failing God. And that's what we want. And DIY language, it really means that Jesus not only has sympathy for our circumstances, because like us, he's had to tackle a few things, but unlike us, he did not fail in them. He was able to emerge victorious. Pro tip number four, before beginning any DIY project, you must have and use 
the right tools for the job. No one that I'm aware of has ever used a shovel to mow the lawn. It works the same way in our spiritual lives as well. We need to recognize that we weren't meant to tackle all this life stuff on our own. God loves us. Christ shows us and the Holy Spirit helps us. We have all the tools we need. Let's pray. Father, we glorify you and thank you that we have not been left alone to tackle all the stuff in our lives by ourselves or without the right equipment. Thank you that you gave us your son to show us what to do and the right way to do it. And he in turn left us the Holy Spirit to equip us to get the job done. I pray only that in everything we do, we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me. Bye. See you next time.